0: You're listening to the TV Obsessive channel, presented by TVObsessive.com.
1: Hello, welcome to episode 26 of the TV Obsessive podcast. My name is Ryan Kirksey, writer and contributor for TVObsessive.com. Joined, as always, by Cameron Crane, executive editor for the site. Cameron, do you feel like more tiger or zookeeper today?
0: Oh, definitely, I'm definitely not a zookeeper. I guess, <laughs> I, guess a ti- I don't know if I, I don't know if I've got that spirit of the tiger in me exactly.
1: Uh, you're you're a paper tiger. That's what you are, Cameron. You're a paper tiger. Uh,
0: I think that means something that I'm not sure I embrace. <laughs> okay, fine. But I can't imagine being a zookeeper. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we got it's some. Like being some a prison zoo- guard. Yeah, we got some zoo analogies to get into today when we get into. The Fargo. No, but how's uh, how's everything going? What are we doing today?
0: Yeah, it's going, I mean, everything's going pretty well. I think it's December 12th somehow already. <laughs> uh time just keeps on flying by. We're going to talk about Fargo season five, episode five, and latter half of the pod. Um as per usual, first talk about some things that have been in the news this week, while we've been watching and, and stuff like that. So uh, to be aware, spoilers for Fargo, but not for a while, and we'll give you another warning, like right before we're gonna get into that. So um yeah, I don't know. What we'll, we'll caught your eye on the news this week, Ryan? Right?
1: Well, can we talk about Golden Globes for just a minute? We uh yeah. got some nominations again. This is you know, Golden Globes have gone through a period of, of some interesting uh turmoil and controversy, but it's still sort of a barometer for where things are and where things might go with Emmys and other. Other awards the academy awards obviously for uh, for movies but i wanted to throw some of these things at you that were nominated particularly because it relates to some of the some of the shows we've we've been talking about just sort of get some general general thoughts if you're good with that
0: yeah let's talk about
1: um there's there are two main categories for television that have there is the drama category and then there is the musical or comedy category that have uh, six nominees each. I want to list off these dramas, see which of these you have seen, and of those you have seen, if any, which one you would choose to win. So here okay. are the six that are nominated: nineteen okay. twenty-three. I think the Yellowstone spin-off prequel, right? Okay. Uh, the Crown, The Diplomat, Last of Us, The Morning Show, and Succession. Now, which of those have you seen?
0: And which feel we- feel like. I don't watch television. Apparently, <laughs> yes. yes. I, I, don't, I don't watch award-worthy television. Apparently, um, you know, we we talked about The Last of Us a little bit on here. I watched some of it for that, and mm-hmm. then I, embarrassed to saying, I didn't. Haven't found time to continue. Yeah. Um, as has come up multiple times, Succession. I do not watch. <laughs> did not like. Do not enjoy. I uh I just have to embrace it. I am a hater. I tried to watch it t- two different times. Yeah. Two different times. Years apart. Because everyone in the world is like, oh, succession is so good. And uh I didn't like it. Uh I watched the first season of The Crown. That was probably like six years ago. Yeah. That's uh, with a long an time entirely time. different cast. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm uh I, I, I assume succession should win. I'll get on board with uh that bandwagon. I, I though, was gonna uh, say, I
1: think Succession is going to win. I have seen Succession, I've seen Last of Us. I watched the first two episodes of The Diplomat. There was a lot of buzz about the show. It, it was not for me. I, I didn't finish it. Um, just nothing against Carrie Russell. She was fantastic. She's a, she's great in most of what she said, just, just didn't appeal to me. Um
0: yeah. And to yeah. be clear, that's how I feel about succession, right? Mm. I'm, not, I'm not looking at it and going like, well, this show is bad. Why does yeah, anyone yeah. like this? I'm just I'm just like, uh I don't like how this is shot and there's a kind of like hand cam thing and I don't dig that. And I don't care about business. And it's like, it's not for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: I I think succession will win. Um, And then, you know, I need. I guess I'm like you, I need to go and immerse myself in some of this stuff. I don't know. I just 1923 and the morning show just, just, those are obviously very, very different programs. Just don't see them right now.
0: It does strike me as odd that The Morning Show is on here because I haven't seen it, but I feel like the impression I've gotten is that no one actually thinks it's good. I feel like I, I feel like I keep seeing people like, why is it that I cannot stop watching this show that's not yes. good? And these the, are like TV critics I'm talking
1: the, about. The, the prevailing sentiment around The Morning Show is it's like, like the perfect Hate watch schlock show, right? That's all it is. <laughs> so, how it's nominated, I have no idea.
0: Give out the award. You don't give the award <laughs> to that kind of show. I don't know what it's on here. To be okay. perfectly honest with you, like, so we could go to the, the comedy section. Yeah. I've got, I've got genre quibbles, but I'll, you, you can list off the cat. Um,
1: okay, good. Cause I, I, sure. I want to hear that. I bet we have the same one. So, six, six nominees in musical or comedy Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury duty, only murderers in the building, and Ted Lasso. What are your quibbles? I bet I can guess. I'm right. Yeah,
0: down. so it's like I. So I, I. I think the Bear wins for best drama. <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: I too. don't think the
0: Bears a comedy. I don't. I don't even see a justification for putting it under comedy, other than the fact that the episodes tend to be like half an hour long. It's not a comedy yeah, at I, all. Is I, it? Do you think? I it's think that's
1: the primary motivation here and you can say the same thing about Barry that these are relatively short traditional comedic 30 minute episodes and I don't know maybe the first episode or first season or two of Barry certainly was more comedic um, there are some interesting funny personalities on the bear but yeah to qualify these as as comedy it must just be because of the the length or something
0: well see I mean it's weird Barry I do think is a comedy I I, mean, I I think it it's like very much black humor. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, It's it like pitch black, dark humor. But I, I but I I would argue, from my point of view, I think Barry is a comedy throughout. So I don't have the the, the quibbles about that one necessarily. But the Bear, I don't I don't think the Bear's a comedy. I really don't. It, it, yeah. it just uh, I think it's a great show, but. How many times did I laugh over the course of the bear? I mean, maybe a couple, like when Joe Mullaney's is like, "Is he still holding the fork?" <laughs> so, like, yeah, I had funny moments. But, right,
1: right. I, I I laugh a lot when fact is on is on screen, but that's that's usually about about it. I think.
0: Yeah. So, so I would. Of, give... those,
1: of those six, what would you give it to?
0: See, they, but they, this is this is how it's all tied up together because it's like I want to give the bear best drama, and then I want to give Barry best comedy. That's what I want to do, hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't know how to choose. Like, should I give it to the bear because I probably think it's the best show, even though I don't think it's a comedy. I, yeah, I see guess.
1: That, that's if I had a vote, that is what I would do, because I think it is worthy of winning a category. And if this is the category that they are going to put it in, this is what I would vote for. I have more experience. I've seen five of these six. I've never seen an episode of Only Murders in the Building. Uh, my wife and others are pressuring me to watch that show, but I've seen the others. And yeah, put up against each other, I would I would pick the bear. Yeah,
0: but so then this one annoys me looking at some of the other categories. Oh, okay, there's Bill Hader Okay, so we can give Bill Hader the acting award. That's what we can yep. do. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many of these we're gonna go through. Let,
1: let yeah, let let's uh, let's do one male and one female category. How about that? Some of the, the interesting ones. Um let's do let's do in musical or comedy. Let's do male in musical or comedy. And then let's do hmm.
0: I've got another couple here. That, well, how is the curse under drama? That's not a drama. I mean,
1: yeah, we got okay. All right, let's do let's just do yeah. one more. Let's do best performance by male actor, musical or comedy, Bill Hader, Barry, Steve yeah. Martin, or Martin Short for only Murders in the Building. Jason Siegel, Shrinking, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Jeremy Allen White, The Bear, who was never actually funny. <laughs> no. <that> show. Great. <laughs>
0: De- definitely Bill Hader here, particularly, particularly if I'm not giving Barry the award for the best comedy series. I think Barry was, and
1: mm-hmm. this
0: last season in particular, I think was exceptionally good. Yeah, I got to give uh, the award to Bill Hader, personally. What about what about you?
1: Yeah, I would give, having not seen Shrinking or Only, Only Murders in the Building, I think uh, particularly the last season of Barry, Bill Hader was just phenomenal. Um I mean, I think Jeremy Allen White is incredible too, but yeah, Bill Hader just I, I think laps the field here in, in some ways for this this category.
0: All right, we're agreed on that.
1: All right, more to come. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll circle back when the when they are announced, when uh, some of the other awards come out. But just want to gauge your sort of your standing here as we end the end of the year. In the year, what else? What else is going on in the news these days?
0: Oh, well, uh, I noticed that. So that, there's this like wonky rebrand at um, over at Paramount Plus. Again? And, um, no, it's the same one. <laughs> I just think it's even weirder now because the news story of the week is that they're going to start putting some Paramount Plus streaming shows on the linear cable network, Showtime, as it has been known. And like, okay. You know, what well, would I don't know exactly what it's going to be? It we'll was put Halo on there or whatever, you know, uh, whatever they want. But apparently, they're also going to rebrand the cable channel in line with the streaming service um, and call it Paramount Plus with Showtime. This this is the bit that doesn't make sense to me.
1: <laughs> so, this, this confused me because so I, I signed up for my free trial of Paramount Plus so I could watch The Curse and using it still. You go to Paramount Plus, you get a big tab that says Showtime. And so I thought I had Paramount Plus with Showtime, but apparently I don't have Paramount Plus with Showtime. I have Paramount Plus only.
0: No, I think you have Paramount Plus with Showtime. It's, it's, it's not it's, called
1: Paramount Plus with Showtime.
0: It's so this is they're like that's the thing. So they had and and uh it never quite made sense. They were overreaching, I think, because they had two streaming services within the same broad company. Um, first it was CBSLI access, and then they turned that into Paramount Plus. And they had Showtime as its own separate streaming service that you signed up for with just Showtime. Um, so when they announced however many months ago that it was going to become Paramount Plus with Showtime, mm-hmm. I thought, well, at a at a content level, this makes all the sense in the world. You know people were making fun of it as a rebrand, but you know, if you're a little charitable about that, you can say, Well, it's not even necessarily a rebrand, it's Paramount Plus now comes with Showtime, you know. Right. Um, but uh, apparently, they're really embracing this as the name, and if they're going to call the cable network this now, I now you're losing me, right. <laughs> Because the, you took the Paramount Plus streaming service and you added Showtime to it, Paramount Plus was Showtime. Makes sense. You take the Showtime cable network and you put some Paramount Plus on it. I feel like they should call it Showtime with Paramount Plus. <laughs> I think that's what they should do. They
1: should it's just call like, the
0: network Showtime with Paramount Plus.
1: Soon I'm going to have HBO Max with HBO Or, or, you know, how, how where does this, where does this all end? Are we, is it going to end with HBO and and Showtime or we got more to go?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just weird and clunky. And then, you know, HBO, the cable network is still called HBO and the streaming service is called Max and it's no longer HBO Max. And it's like, you know, it it makes some relative amount of sense. But I don't understand calling the the cable network Paramount Plus with, with Showtime. (laughs) <laughs>
1: um, oh boy we're just anyway uh, that's what mean, we're we're just, we're, again we're just moving towards you know three streamers one day that just all combine their names together
0: yeah i mean okay that's fine <laughs> there's <was, laughs> there also something in, and uh, uh i can throw this in there uh i didn't put it in our notes but they're also licensing some disney shows to netflix mm-hmm. um there's a list out there people want to look into mm-hmm. this and so you're going to have certain things that are on Disney Plus, Hulu, and Netflix.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's fine. I yeah. don't know. Personally, I always thought they were trying to go, that this was an overreach too. Like too many streaming services. Um, and the idea of at the end of the day, there being just a handful of streaming services that license content from production companies. hmm probably makes more sense as a model than each production company trying to have its own streaming service. So we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I I agree. There can be some cross-pollination there and it's still, it's still work. That's what looks like what Disney's trying to do. And and I did see Lost is coming back to Netflix. So again, my once every few months plug, if you have not seen Lost early 2024, you can get it on Netflix.
0: Yeah. It's been on Hulu. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's been on Hulu. It's been 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 on Hulu.
0: Then there's wow. peacock too since we're, we're I'm just going out of town rant now so the upcoming NFL game is only going to be only on Peacock that's right that's um right. and like I don't know if anyone's gonna watch this game <laughs> I forget who it is now. it's the Chargers with Easton stick and like
1: oh oh well people are gonna watch it. anyways is, is it's not this Thursday night is it that's the Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell Bowl, but uh, right? No, it's it's not a Thursday night game. Oh, it's one of the Saturday games coming up this weekend. Yeah, it's like
0: one of the Saturday games, (laughs) and I just remember like, I don't know if I can watch that. I don't have Peacock. I don't know if I'm going to sign up for Peacock for that game. Like, what are you doing?
1: No, no, you're not. You're not that desperate. You don't. You don't need it. All right, one more thing. You pointed this out to me. I covered for the site a show called Lucky Hank. I know if you're listening, you've not seen it. It's okay. Yeah. No one else saw it but me. Yeah, um, I, was, I
0: was reading some official data about this, Ryan, and according to the data, uh, two people watched this show.
1: <laughs> me and me again when I was reviewing.
0: Me, it. <laughs> I watched it also. It was, it was, you, you and I watched it. And
1: yeah. And, uh, no, this was said, just wanting, you know, wishcasting Odenkirk to stay, Bob Odenkirk to stay on AMC forever, but it's been canceled after one season. Not surprising, but uh, I think it's, I saw it ended an 11-year run where he will, this will go into a year now where he is not on AMC for the first time in 11 years.
0: Yeah, who would have thunk it? I know. I mean, man. like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I, I've, I've Bob Odenkirk is on Mr. Show. Yeah. And there's still part of me that's like, man, the guy on Mr. Show is just like a... <laughs> esteemed dramatic actor now.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, we need we need him in something new. Hopefully uh hopefully it comes, but no more yeah but I did horror think
0: horror. for what it's worth the people out there two things. One I think lucky Hank was pretty good and it's still worth watching. You know, I yeah. mean it's it's not super surprising that it got canceled because yeah it didn't really feel like anyone was watching it. I was yeah. being facetious of course I know more people were watching it than the two of us. <laughs> um and people read your articles, right? So, like, they were watching it. yeah. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. But also, like, the way that the season ended really isn't terrible as an ending for the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if that fed into the cancellation decision at all. Or if that's, frankly,
1: important. I haven't read the book, how this was adopted from a book. That's how the book ended. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Hopefully, again, we'll see them yeah. on something.
0: They definitely <laughs> had... Have- space the door was definitely open where they could have made more yeah um but for that to be the end not the worst thing in the world it's not like you're ending on some massive cliffhanger
1: that's true (laughs) yeah the we'll never know if uh i forget the name of the college he was at if that the president of that college was fired because of their stance on the the israeli-palestinian free speech issue but uh that's getting into current events a little bit too much so, if
0: we're not watching Lucky
1: Hank, what are you watching?
0: Yeah, man, so Still on the Curse Still on a Murder at the End of the World uh, It's the penultimate episode of a Murder at the End of the World Today mm-hmm. um, Like, it's already out It came out, you know, at Midnight Eastern <laughs> So, you know, maybe some people have already watched it um, Writing on that If i out on the site And, uh, yeah, one more, so I'm curious to see how that wraps up Good. Um, okay. Yeah,
1: I did f- I get through I think almost two of those now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push through to the end of End of that one, have found that to be Pretty interesting, and then, yeah I mean, I I, I don't normally Send Messages to people after I finish an episode Of a TV show, but I did send you A message after episode five of The Curse Just saying yeah, What the think- hell did I just watch? We
0: I mean, are talking about um, it all night yeah. like we're, Wow, What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I yeah, I love it. It. when it's done, let's let's spend some time on 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 the curse when the show's over.
0: Yeah, I mean, wh- right now though, let's hit on it again because I don't know that I'm feeling quite like it's it hasn't caught the momentum of the rehearsal. Yeah, um the rehearsal really felt like it caught momentum at a certain point, and uh, I was on it from the beginning. um But more and more people were watching it. Mm-hmm. I. The reason I'm mentioning that is I do think that there could be some value in getting on board with the curse before it's yeah. over. Right? Like people yeah. haven't watched it at all yet. I don't know where it's going. You know, we're about halfway through the season. It's a 10-episode season. Um I don't know. Might might be worth kind of getting on board to be up to up to speed as it hits the home stretch.
1: Yeah, and, and to avoid all spoilers, I'm pretty sure it was in your piece you wrote on this episode that there are sort of a tantalizing number of loose threads that exist in this show that could really come back in a pretty dynamic way at the end if they, if they want to do that.
0: Yeah. There's a number of things that they just kind of like left sit yep. and not return to for a couple episodes. So,
1: yeah.
0: It'll well, um,
1: on my end, I'll have uh, a piece up on Friday, uh, episodes five and six of Monarch. Um, Show continues to to move at a pretty pretty good pace. Um, sidebar, I went and saw over the weekend Godzilla minus one. This word of mouth, is sort of an amazing Japanese movie that's that's come out, absolutely incredible. Go watch it, even if you don't like Godzilla, go watch it because it, it is. It, it is Godzilla inside of another movie. It's it's fascinating. So there's my recommendation. Really. Yeah. yeah, it seen some um, buzz
0: about that. But then that, that's not related to the Monarch universe. Is that right? Not, not at it's all. Separate... So what
1: happens is this, the Toho studio, the studio that created Godzilla, gave eight years for legendary Warner Brothers to create a series of films. And they said, we won't do any during this time. That eight years lapsed. This is the first one they've done since then. So they're separate universes. Um, but... This I mean they took their time in these eight years and they made an incredible, incredible movie. Um, so go again, go see if you can. Quite quite good, but be prepared to to read the subtitles. I had to tell my son that to read the subtitles. Um Whoa, people so, should
0: people should read subtitles.
1: Yes, it, it's yes. it's it's just fascinating. Um, and then I picked up a show, which I've been seeing and, and reading about a few places. It got a couple of Golden Globe nominations, Slow Horses. You know anything about Slow Horses?
0: I do know a little bit about Slow Horses. It is. Um, uh, I'm about an episode and a half in. It is. it's
1: It's interesting. Very old got a Golden Globe nomination for this. But I like it so uh, far.
0: I was. Um, so I, for the site, I wrote on just the premiere. It might have been a th- three episode premiere, it was at least a two episode premiere, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wrote one article, it was kind of like checking out you know, we do this sometimes. Uh, um, and I think it was, I was trying to do too much, and there was no way that I would have time to continue week to week, mm-hmm. and I didn't end up even watching it week to week. Although, like, I thought it was pretty good, I was enjoying it pretty well, so yeah, so like one, one, one article on the site I wrote that contains the most horse idioms i could possibly get into it i had a good time writing it
1: so i think the third season just started and so i'm starting at the beginning trying to make my way through it's a short first season so i'll 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 give you a recap at the end of end of that but um first first couple i i I quite like so those are that's all on my docket for for right now in addition to fargo
0: yeah, perhaps I should revisit it because I have seen a number of people saying really good things about Slow Horses and it's one of those yeah. where I feel kind of bad that I, I watched the premiere basically and then didn't find time to continue on it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Gary Oldman's in it and, um you know, it's, it's like a spy comedy thing. Yeah, spy comedy. is it,
1: it, the, the 10 second summary is the spies who have screwed up sort of an yeah. outcast to this place and Gary Oldham is responsible for them and and uh, how they're able to work within the confines of sort of the shackles being placed on them. It's it, it's an interesting concept.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, recommend it to the world and yeah. hey, again, maybe I should go back and watch it again. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I've got, i got the final Doctor Who special, although I, I mean I say that although I think there's also a Christmas special coming in a couple of weeks um, but this was the last David Tennant uh, Catherine tate um of the three um i enjoyed it immensely neil patrick harris was in this one
1: ah okay it was
0: great neil patrick <laughs> harris in this episode was just absolutely great um playing the toy maker that's not really a spoiler i think that's just out there yeah you know uh and we've got of course now then the uh appearance of the next doctor um Played by uh, Maguti Gatwa, um, and uh, he seems good too. I, I enjoyed him immensely. He didn't have any pants on. Um,
1: <laughs> that's that's an out of context comment. That's
0: interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think. I think is that a spoiler? I, how fine grain <laughs> do you want to get in your spoiler worries? Yeah. Um, he appears for about twenty minutes, and he, he no pants. Um I don't know why he doesn't have pants. You know um but he's pretty good and you know overall i think part of the point of these doctor who specials and russell t davies coming back and bringing yeah. back david Tennant and Catherine tate for this run was to kind of reinvigorate the fandom in a way that you know certainly it died off for me uh with the run with chris chibnall as a showrunner um and uh I'm, i don't know i'm excited about dr who again i guess that's mm-hmm. the long and short of it
1: yeah i do hear people that that are who fans really enjoying these uh these specials so yeah that's what makes me glad to hear
0: and i'll be curious to see where it goes and i just laugh at the people in the world who are writing letters to the bbc about hmm. it being woke and um <laughs> I, I don't know a people listening to this are on I don't know if you like, you know, jibe with my sentiments here or, or or what, but I just I find it funny. You know, some like <laughs> people are complaining that Doctor Who has woke down I'm like, I guess what? Now he's black. <laughs> Deal with it.
1: Deal with it. Oh boy. Well, on that note, shall we travel to Minnesota?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get back to Fargo. So um Fargo season five, episode five. This one titled The Tiger probably not a ton to dig into with th- this title but anyhow uh we will get into spoiler territory here for everything that happens in this episode and certainly anything proceeding um in fargo up to this episode and um yeah so we'll as per usual take about 10 seconds here plug in some music and we'll pick up the other side with fargo season five episode five
1: All right, we're ready to dig into Fargo season five, episode five, The Tiger, as you might imagine, a very dot slash Nadine focused episode. This episode is written by Noah Holly, directed by Dana Gonzalez. Um, quite the cat and mouse game here in this episode, focusing on dot and Nadine. she's on the run again, this time from a series of people, a series of people, Tillman's men, the FBI, the police, her mother-in-law, Danish, all the all that cohort all after her. Uh, Danish actually has committed to a mental institution where she escapes. Um, she outwits Tillman's men at that um, at that facility, actually causing them to kidnap another man when they were after her husband, Wayne. Uh, meanwhile, as she's on the run, she was able to find Scotty at Lorraine's house, takes her to officer Indira's home um, where the two agree to let Scotty stay there and form a friendship that, May go on to help both of them throughout the rest of this season. Um, meanwhile, in the one scene without Dot and Nadine uh, in this in this episode, we have our first confrontation between Lorraine and Roy, where they go head to head trying to decide who has property rights over Dot. Is it Wayne or is it Roy, as the original husband? Um, lot to look into this this episode again. Very heavy on Dot and Nadine. Where do you where do you want to start?
0: Yeah, well, just to throw in there's you know there's also the scene with Lorraine where she's at the lunch or whatever with the guys with the bank where she kind of yes puts them in their place. So you had a little bit of a through line with Lorraine kind of exerting her power, um, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Very so, much so you know there that there's a wrinkle there. You know, I was like interrogate my own emotional responses where you yeah. have this woman Lorraine played wonderfully by jennifer jason lee of course but in terms of the character uh i would view her as very much an enemy in the world uh personally and yet uh put her in the right circumstances where she's um putting these men in them in their places and i find myself kind of like yeah get (laughs) them
1: There's also the scene she has with Officer Indira, which we we can't forget as well, where she talks about, you know, being a zookeeper and how the debt is her cage and yeah. and, and all of that. So she's she she's very much about putting people beneath her so they can understand her position.
0: Yeah, but see that one I don't like. That yeah. one I think she's <laughs> being mean like, and like yeah. and that one, they like, stop being mean to, to to Indira, you know. So there's like certainly a gendered aspect to that yeah. too. It's not her fault, it's yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah well like the, when, when she's when it's like some cocky man like roy tillman coming in there and she's kind of mm-hmm. slaps him down you know kind of like yeah that's you know uh, i'm on your side in this moment yeah but yeah, yeah when, she, exactly. when she's talking down to indira i'm like oh my god yeah. Yeah. Evil, here,
1: yeah get the husband
0: in debt here get collector right exactly you know, like, exactly uh I mean, it is a dearest husband's fault. Too. <laughs> like, well, it is. I want to talk about husband, her, her husband uh, here uh, along the way. Um, yeah, we just got to kind of decide how to work through this. As so you say, a lot of it is dot. Yeah, I mean, she's institutionalized. She attacks the orderlies and all of this is kind of entertaining. They don't, they don't show us really.
1: Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question about Dot. Since we can start there, since this episode called "The Tiger," we have this sort of at the very beginning where she roughs up one of the orderlies at the mental hospital. Um, she smothers one of the guys at, at uh, she's trying to swap rooms with. Was she enough of a tiger in this episode for you? But I, I, I don't know. Maybe I kind of expected a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know if it's more violence or more or more cunning or what, but she, was she was she a real tiger for you in this episode?
0: Yeah, no, I think I see what you mean. Maybe the voiceover narration mm. um, raises expectations too high yes. or something. That's true. Um, mm. Her actions back in, I want to say episode one, whenever she was kidnapped, right? Yes. yes. There was almost, she was almost fiercer in my Exactly. Mind than she has been since, even in the home invasion last episode. you know. Yep. Um, but, you know, for the most part, yeah. Uh, she tries to keep them from taking her in the first place. She fails. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she is able to um, turn the tables on the guy who's trying to strap her down. <laughs> and uh, apparently also does some violence against that nurse whose uniform she stole. And we, we don't see that, right? There's good point. little things yep. we don't see. Um, and then whatever the guy's name is, who's a bit of a jerk, uh, who she smothers. I don't think she kills him. I was I wondering, so. like yeah. at, during that scene, I was like, is she killing uh, this guy? Yeah. I was worried, but I don't think she did. <laughs> I don't I don't think she did. Um she switched the nameplate. That's a big thing that. You know, occurs here that could be of relevance moving forward, because it would seem like Roy's men fall for it, and we don't quite see this, but I presume they kidnapped the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, I think they we we see them wheel out someone, and it's the guy that she smothered because that's whose name she swapped with with Wayne. And, and again, it was interesting to me because I'm glad you brought this up because the nurse working at the front desk it just pointed to them where where wayne where his room was yeah and so you know we had this whole situation where gator had to stay in the car he was not a part of this these these guys working for roy are 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 not he he needs a new crew of people because there's not not one of them even the hired gun can can handle a one job like kidnapping the husband or bringing in dot so yeah b- b- these guys are not 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 the best henchmen i've ever seen
0: no and they fall for it i get yeah here's an interesting parallel uh here she switched the nameplates on the doors mm-hmm. they actually go to the right door but <laughs> yes. are are fooled by the name exactly <laughs> on the door and that's in parallel to how they were fooled by her uh, uh street sign shenanigans Right, they have the GPS telling them where to go, but they're looking at the street signs. So I mean, trust the the authority. That's
1: the lesson here. Trust the authority.
0: Maybe yeah, or it's it's (laughs) it's playing with something um, along those lines, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's terribly deep, but have you ever had this experience? Like, you look at your phone app, you're looking at the weather, yeah, and 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 it says that it's not raining and it is raining you're like yeah the weather's wrong you know like i (laughs) want to trust the app what the app says you know like short-circuited in the wrong direction sort of
1: i I do like Um, the if it is at all an intentional sort of juxtaposition that they're asking you to okay believe the nurse who told you the right thing believe the app that's supposed to give you the right way but this whole show as we've talked about in nauseum is about just the corruption of authority and how the people in charge are are truly, truly awful.
0: Yeah, and so I mean, I guess then it's this—it's the space of that question. At least I yeah. don't know if it's taking a strong position necessarily, but here it would be: Yeah, do you trust the person who told you what room to go to, or do you trust the sign yeah. on the on the door of the room? I don't know if it's an easy question, actually. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the person was wrong, and so on. And so on. Um. But yeah, it seems they they kidnapped the wrong guy. Should have just give him munch his money. You know, no. you're talking about henchmen not being good. Munch was good.
1: Munch was munch was good. I, I I put this in the notes. Very sad to see no um I heard someone pronounce it this past week as monk, Ole Monk. Like that's the that's the official German way to say it. So no monk in this episode.
0: I don't know. Do they say it in the show? I think not, it was
1: in a sense of when he was talking about himself when he was sitting in the bathtub. He talked about himself as a monk.
0: Maybe he's a monk. Well, I don't know, I'm not gonna. I think he's <laughs> Welsh too. I don't think he's German. I don't think he's Welsh. <laughs> we're, but we're we're getting a little bit too much into the territory of people who insist on saying like Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm an American. I'll anglicize him. <laughs> Not Alex for or something.
1: Yeah, no. They uh, it, it would have been a much better place. Probably if they just put uh, put Munch on 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 the job here. But they, I mean, they they take the well, what they think is the husband, in a way to try and blackmail, uh, capture, get back at uh, get back at Dot Nadine. But she obviously here's a
0: friends. here's a little question in there um, because there's a wrinkle to where. Because Gator's not been good, because he keeps failing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's told to wait in the car. Yes. He does ultimately come in because he seems the FBI. But here's my question, and I'm not sure without going back and re-watching things. Does Gator know what Wayne looks like?
1: He never saw him in the house, from what I right? recall. Was, uh, they were
0: hiding mine... in the attic.
1: Yeah, by the time he made it up there, Nadine already pushed him off the roof. So I don't think he knows what he looks like. He must not, because he because they do wheel out the wrong guy. And Gator looks back at her, you know, and gives her the, you know, you better not say anything. Um, so he must not know, or he didn't pay attention to the person that you're wheeling out.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Just just realizing because he was in the house, but yeah, maybe yeah. the way that, that played out exactly. Uh he never really saw Wayne. Yeah. Uh, uh another question. Is, is Wayne still in the bathroom? He's gotta be. <laughs> she said, Don't come out till I knock on the door. Yeah.
1: Okay. He's still, still still sitting in there hours later, I guess.
0: One well, matches Yeah, and the nurse comes by eventually. But yeah. he's locked the door. I mean they uh, probably unlocked the door. Um yeah, interesting dynamics, as you say then. Um she ultimately dot she gets Scotty, yes. Um, more incompetence, right? Danish yelling at the security guy, um, who was insisting on seeing his ID. well mm-hmm. let Dot sneak in, and maybe they don't know that, but they know Scotty's missing.
1: They know yeah. she's missing,
0: yep. um, and are maybe putting it together by the end of the episode with the information that Dot's escaped from the hospital. That um, I think that's certainly certainly right. That's that's the way I read it. Yeah. What do you think of this when she goes to Indira's and convinces her to watch Scotty for a while? Like, yeah. what, what do you What do you think of Indira agreeing to do that?
1: Yeah, I think that there are... I, I guess it, if we sort of look past... We haven't seen much of Officer Wit lately in these past two or three episodes. If we look past him, there are basically two endearing characters on this show, right? Or two characters you can try to empathize with, right? We don't know much about Dot Dot's background, but we have the sense of she's being hunted by someone who considers her his property. So we, we sort of feel for her in that way. Indira, you know, I, I struggle with this because clearly she's in this awful, awful situation where she's whatever... Lorraine said, "You know, hundred and something thousand dollars in debt. Um, how much of it did she do herself versus how much her husband has done? But she understands. It seems like what it would take to help move past that situation. But she's just been unwilling to to confront her her husband. So there's this one sense of, well, you know, the right thing to do. But also, as a, someone who is apparently a you know a, a good spouse, you crush your husband's." crush her husband's dream, right? So I thought that these two kind of needed to get together because they're the sympathetic characters. They're the ones that are trying to, whatever the right thing is in this universe, they're the ones trying to do the right thing. So I wasn't surprised that someone who has, seems like a heart and soul like a deer would agree to take on Scotty, even with everything else she's got going on.
0: Yeah. It was interesting to me how it played out. Like, ultimately, I think it works, but... It's almost as though when her husband, whose name is Lars, Lars, <laughs> um, the, Lars the golfer, uh, <laughs> like when he comes up and kind of interrupts their conversation, something about how he does that seems to have switched something in Indira's mind. And it, it landed for me, but just kind of thinking about well, what that was exactly.
1: I think part of it also was the conversation with the rain where Raina's basically explained to her, it doesn't matter how much you did, how much your parents did, how much your husband's doing. You're in a cage. I'm the one, because I sort of have this over you that I can lord over you, this debt, these things that you owe. You can't get out. And even if you think you can get out, I can figure out a way for you to stay in it, for your children to stay in it, and their children to stay in it. And so she is now thinking, how do I sort of take control of this situation? And it seems like, she wasn't ready to in the moment in front of Dot, but she's seems like she's almost ready to confront her husband about, about what he's doing.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. But it's also like, why am I playing by the rules? And mm-hmm. that's in the background, Lorraine talking about being trapped in this cage. And it's interesting with that, you know, I mean, because on the one hand, yes, but there's also a question of how seriously do you take that? as it were, and you've got the debt collectors calling you. Mm-hmm. Um to my understanding, like that's about as far as they can go. They can bother you incessantly. Right, right. Right. But they're trying to just play on that, oh well you owe, right? And that feeling that you owe, and we're just going to keep reminding you over and over and over again. Um to what extent is she because what she says to Dodd is something like, I can't watch your kid. I'm yeah. a cop. Exactly. You know, your kid's missing. Um, you know, I can't hide your kid. And so she she seems to make this move where she decides, no, screw it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Screw, screw what those rules are and how those rules feed into the benefit of people like Lorraine, perhaps, yeah. specifically is on her mind. Um.
1: That's I, do like do that, I do like that angle. The angle of I've tried to do the right thing for so long, and it's gotten me one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. Right, try to put myself through school. Try to stay committed to this person. Tried to, you know, be a, an upstanding officer of the law, and it's gotten me nowhere. So now, even though it's, it's the right thing to do, I'm going to step outside that box for a while and, and do something that will benefit myself and someone that I care about.
0: Yeah, or if it does. But I mean I yeah, also got know. the feeling like part of her motivation was to kind of piss off her husband. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if she's gonna confront him about you know his um golf habit and <laughs> delusions, yeah, um, or, or what have you. But uh his reaction is like, what what do you mean? This girl's gonna and stay with us like
1: an actual girl or a real girl.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and I wonder how he's gonna factor in down the line noting the actor here is Lucas Gage. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he is a big name star or anything, yeah. but I recognize him. Do you recognize him?
1: I recognize him. I, I couldn't put a finger on where where he has been and what he's done. Uh but yeah he's not a he's not a
0: background character or background actor. I mean sort of maybe Well, I can tell you one place you recognize him from which is the White Lotus. He was his white Lotus? Season what one. season was
1: he in? He was in season one. Gosh, who was he? I'm trying to think.
0: He was like um, a worker at the hotel, and oh, uh, Armand ended up, you know. Oh gosh, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> in the yeah, no scene more. in his office with the, you know, no more. the yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was uh, he was in that. So yeah, oh, I mean, cool. I don't know, but I'm curious how um, how he that character here might factor into to where things are going. Um, very hard to predict being Fargo other than I predict messiness and chaos.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely coming. Um, and I think it's going to come to, yeah, you know, as standard with Fargo to most, not just some, most of our characters. Um, and certainly Dot is not done with her her chaos, nor is Roy, nor, nor is Wayne, and I think Indira is stepping into that, <laughs> to those chaotic waters as well.
0: Yeah. Um, a couple other things, some of this factors into things you mentioned before, so I don't know how much you want to talk about it. Um, this bit where, so, Roy comes to see Lorraine. Yeah, this was a good scene. And, you know, he's saying, Dot, her name's Nadine, as my wife she's my property which is interesting to me i didn't know like i used that phrasing and talking about this weeks ago this might <laughs> be the first time he actually did it was just clear to me that's how he views it you know um but lorraine says she's been it's been more than seven years so she's officially declared dead after seven years um I'm not claiming any expertise on this, but I did try to look into this a bit. It's one of those things Mm -hmm. that's out there in the world as almost a cliche trope sort of thing. And there's something to it, but I do believe someone has to do that. It doesn't just happen, except for like the Social Security Administration.
1: Someone has to do the act of disappearing or has to do do what?
0: The declaration of death.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: So like, at least in terms of what I read, the Social Security Administration, if they if you've been missing for seven years, and uh, they're like, Well, we're just gonna take you off the books here, <laughs> you know, like we're we're we we're gonna decide that you're dead for the purposes of you know the accruing of social security or, or yeah. what have you. Um beyond that, from what I read, and I think this is probably right, you know, again, I'm not an expert or a lawyer by any means, yeah. one would have to um go through some process to get that declaration right so like say um i don't know uh say your father's been missing for seven years Mm -hmm. and you want to inherit his property i see you go and get him declared dead so that you can inherit the property right that sort of thing in other words i think that there is a little wrinkle here that it's not officially like um, Nadine would be declared dead after seven years if no one took the time to do that. To
1: to do it. So I, I feel a theory coming on. This is this is there was something churning here. Um, does dot help Indira understand how to disappear for seven years? You know, somehow the debt gets, you know, she's like, All right, we're gonna consolidate it under both of our names, me and me and Lars here and then she teaches her how to disappear and so she can escape her debt after after that period of time. We got theory working here.
0: Uh maybe but I think you just declared <laughs> <start> bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> um I think that's a seven year period. I uh... Anyway, I just I wanted to mention this I don't know how much it's going to matter but I think it's kind of interesting to think about to tie into how mm-hmm. well okay let's say even if this were the case, Roy Tillman doesn't care. But the fact that he doesn't care about how those official rules and federal laws and stuff work, maybe also means that he doesn't quite know that what Lorraine says isn't really true. Yeah. You know, um, and and I don't think it is because she's trying to claim that his marriage is nullified because she's been missing for seven years. I don't think that's true.
1: I don't think so and, either. In,
0: unless someone had, like him, gone to get her officially declared dead yeah. so that he could remarry.
1: And why would he have done that if he's hunting for her? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah. There, there is that hiccup. I mean, not hiccup, wrinkle, whatever, conceptual metaphor I want, that he is yeah. married again. So how, what exactly went down? Again, I've the theory yeah. before she faked that was- her own death. This would seem to indicate that she did not fake her own death. That she's well, not that,
1: that 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 is certainly the sense I have as well and then you know I guess from this conversation just on maybe the most fundamental level is that people in these positions consider someone like this or those that they that, that are beneath them as I mean this is them talking about her as literal property that, that you know the, these people are something that can be bargained for or can be used as trade ships can be pawn pieces can be whatever they want them to be because we're again, you know, back this theme every week, we're in these positions of power. And so we're now talking about a literal person as a literal piece of property. Um, It just sort of slaps you in the face in that, in that scene quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because I I do think that Lorraine is basically saying she does not want to view it that way. But if you insist on viewing it that way, Mm -hmm. um, I will smack you down and win (laughs) legally. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, uh, and, and then from the other side, uh, Roy's position is basically: I don't care about it legally, morally. Right, she's right. my property in like the eyes of God. Or what, the old, what the Old Testament tells me is that she is mine. Yeah. Um. So it's an it, it, yeah, it, it's an interesting kind of con- contrast. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to go off and do now. I'm not entirely sure what Dot's going off to do now and we don't know how you know, much doing that's
1: one of the fascinating things about this season is i can't really guess i mean i sort of, we sort of knew that the home invasion piece was coming but i can't really guess from episode to episode what's what's coming next or where they're going to go and what's going to what's going to happen but that's been a good thing so far
0: right so like at the end is is dot off to um try to kill roy that yep. was what felicia yep. speculated in the recap she wrote uh for the site this week
1: this won't um, stop until I stop him.
0: Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, so maybe that's what's going on. Um, what did you think of the narration? And did you notice who was doing the narration?
1: I did not notice this until you put it in our our notes. Who who is who's the narrator here? If you can share.
0: so uh, Jason Schwartzman.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: I find I'd, this interesting.
1: I I found it interesting because it was. I liked the description of he was obviously describing this, you know, this tiger, this aspects of what a tiger is, what they do, who they are, um, their features and how it equated to what was happening uh, with with Nadine on on the screen. I think this is I'm trying to think if there's been another Fargo episode that has been narrated like this. I couldn't recall one, uh, but it, it did work because you're sort of trying to tie in what she's doing to these features.
0: yeah. No, I don't. It seems like there could have been narration in a previous episode, but I'm not landing on any time when I know there was. Um, I did double check it about Jason Schwartzman as narrator. This is the first time that he has been a narrator. Um, Of course, he played a character in a previous Mm -hmm. season of Fargo. I don't know if that spins out any theories for anyone or if it's just like. Hey, Noah Holly kind of has his people.
1: Yeah. And each, each season, even sometimes loosely, connects to others. Is that the connection? But as you said, what's then the theory of him saying this, how it's connected? I just,
0: I, does it, I don't think it takes us anywhere. To, does right. it? To take, would it take us anywhere? Interesting to think hey, what if this is the character he played doing the narration somehow? I, I don't know that that really takes... Why, why would that be the case? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So probably it's just a matter of Noah Hawley kind of uh, having his people, which he does. He is one of those um, you know, creators, directors, or whatever who seems to get relationships going with actors and then find ways to get them into... Um, future projects and stuff yep. like that yeah. um, like we were talking about timothy oliphant being in his alien show mm-hmm. also like the next day or something like that that they cast uh the guy who plays wayne in, in this uh oh i didn't see that interesting um, <laughs> okay um I'm, his name's um eluding me at the moment oh, I yeah, will look it up. Very david risdahl david Rizdal. David yeah I want to say Andy Rizdahl for some reason, hmm. David Ristall, yeah. um So yeah, I don't I don't know that it goes anywhere, but worth noting that that is Jason Schwartzman uh, doing the narration there, and who knows if we'll get more narration as we move forward. Or yeah, you know, that was interesting. I
1: I liked it. I, I you know I may have wanted more more teeth on the tiger, but I thought I thought it worked well.
0: Yeah, no, no munch though. I'm disappointed in the lack of munch. So hopefully we get more munch. More munch. Immediately. Yeah, I want to see what he's up to. Is he still taking a bath? Did his mom make him pancakes? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> is his mom had to go out for more beer? Yeah, it's what's going yeah. on there? What are they up to? Well, next week is called The Tender Trap. I can speculate about what... Uh, what that will be about, but there's your title for next week: the tender trap.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to talk about the tender trap. I don't know what to, what what kind of trap's going to be tender, <laughs> or 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 is it tender like money?
1: Ooh. Speaking of debt being a cage, yes, that could yeah. be it. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Tender, okay. Absolutely. That's my guess. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But so we'll be back next week talking about episode six. Hopefully you join us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please do like, subscribe. I don't know, leave a review uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Hopefully a positive one. Um, These also do show up on YouTube if you prefer to use YouTube. Um, Follow the site on social media. Search for TV Obsessive on uh, the various social media apps. If you're so inclined, (laughs) check out the website tvobsessive.com. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week talking about
1: looking forward to it. Episode six next week. See you then.